Hi everyone, this is Neil Thompson from the Inside Oz podcast. As you know, the guys are raising money for Sheffield Children's Hospital, and you can donate online through their Just Giving page. If you donate, you can unlock huge bonus episodes from the guys, as well as other perks. Head on over to www.justgiving.com forward slash royalgrumble to donate whatever you can. There isn't a set amount to donate, it's completely up to you, and you can also see all the information regarding the bonus content. All donations go directly to Sheffield Children's Hospital. It's a great cause, so give whatever you can. Thank you. Let's get ready to grumble! gentlemen, it's now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and sitting directly opposite me, it is Daryl. Hiya. Hiya, and sitting also directly opposite me, it's Dan. Hi. Hello. Right. I'm super excited because this is our specialty, isn't it? What? Right, well, we need to get all the, you know, WWE and real real wrestling out of the way because it's a BritRest special this week. <laughs> BritRest is back. You remember BritRest? <laughs> yeah, like from mid-2000s BritRest. Yeah, when like when basically, uh, you know, wrestling was all like... Uh, when it were real. Yeah, when it were real. <laughs> well, it's back. You remember Men- how they had that little, you know, renaissance and oh, we're all serious. And, oh, well, we're all ultras. I know, yeah. all companies were making money and all that. And we're all a load of rubbish. Well, good news. <laughs> BritRest is back. Proper BritRest. Proper classic. We've got cancelled shows. We've got awful promoters. We've got terrible wrestlers beating up defenseless people. It's proper BritRest, isn't I it? I did expect someone to cancel a ring hire. But then it turned out a broken ring would be part of the news this week. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Brilliant. Right. Let's get all this WWE nonsense out of the way. Uh, Kofi Kingston repeated his Madison Square Garden spot uh, in Madison Square Garden, which shows that his pro- career hasn't progressed since then. <laughs> what, what happened? Uh, you know the little, he did the jump onto the, the boom drop onto the uh, table. Oh, okay. He did it again. Then, yeah. Cool. Because yeah. it's more important now that he's got a belt in it. Yeah, because uh, SmackDown's really fresh in it, mate. <laughs> What's happened to SmackDown in the last few weeks? I, when did you I'm go- back! <laughs> yeah, actually, you're not far wrong. They're in a holding position because apparently they're going to do a draft before again. October. Like, in the next few weeks, they're going to do a draft again. So they're in holding pattern to find out what talent they'll actually have for when Fox launches. Almost certainly. Did you see something, by the way? I read something this week. I've forgotten. Um, allegedly, uh, Michael Cole's going to be off of Raw. They're, moving in, they're on about moving him to SmackDown. With Renee Young, and this is part of the reason why the new bloke was on Two Hundred Five Live this week. Uh, Nigel McGuinness is going exclusively to NXT, and they reckon Vic Joseph is going to be the lead announcer for Raw. Vic Joseph's yeah. all right. So, yeah, I think so too, but it's still weird, yeah. don't you think? It's because uh, SmackDown's the flagship show now, isn't it? Well, it's I, it. Yeah, it yeah. is. I thought you were going to say Nigel McGuinness were going to be on Raw, and I couldn't wait for his stories about. Randy Orton's been wrestling 42 years. He started off in bars in St. Louis. <laughs> he stabbed a man. Randy Orton, he's in bars in St. Louis. What was it he said? We've still not remembered, have we? <laughs> what it was. <laughs> These ones go out to 11. He had a fight in a bar. <laughs> I, I, I had a match with Brian Danielson once. Cave my head in. I turned my head into a cheeseburger. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm British. Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Raw had something. Something happened on Raw. Uh, first of all, it was the second lowest rated non-holiday Raw in the last, well, I think ever, which, maybe. Which 
Vince has got to be fuming about because it was in Madison Square Garden, which cost money. He <laughs> yeah. brought Austin in, which must have cost him money. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be livid. On the Austin note, though, uh, first of all, he stunned AJ Styles. So, even better news about that. Austin's looking pretty henchy. Yeah, looking in pretty good shape. Looking in pretty good Saudi money shape. Yeah, I'm telling you. You must have watched Goldberg. You must have watched everyone else is going. Can have some of that Saudi money. I'll get some of that Saudi money. See, I, it. I, I'd think it would nonsense because giving a stunner is easier than taking any bumps. But then on his actual show that he does after Raw, he took a stunner from Berkett Becky Lynch. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he took a bump for it and everything. Like, he, he took a bump. Yeah. Like, Austin yeah. took a bump in about 15 years. So basically, Stone Cold's put Becky Lynch over more than anyone on the WWE roster of the entire year. And <laughs> more I include... than the WWE's put over Becky Lynch. <laughs> yep, and I include Ronda Rousey, who she actually pinned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I, I feel it in my bones. Austin's Austin's coming for that Saudi okay, money. So if he's coming for the Saudi money, who do we want him to wrestle? AJ Styles. Because Austin's not going to need... Right. He's not going to need to, but also I don't want him taking a lot of bumps, and he's not going to want to take a lot of bumps. Yeah. We saw Goldberg against The Undertaker. That's not really the way to go now, is it? Now, don't get me wrong. My second choice would be Goldberg, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why not? Why wouldn't you do Stone Cold against Goldberg if you've got all that money on the table? But I would pick AJ right now. A, because their interaction on Monday was pretty good, including the little bit afterwards on the uh, on the Twitter that I saw. And... Uh, AJ could like bump around for him a bit and it'd be a bit of a laugh for five minutes. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Austin's coming back for that Saudi money. You know, you're hyped and you think, oh, AJ Styles or even Goldberg just for laugh, but it's going to be Baron Corbin, isn't it? Um, is it still going to be Stone Cold? The, the, the thing <laughs> is, I think Austin's been so protective of his legacy that if he was to come back, he would name his opponent. Yeah. So I, and I don't think Baron Corbin would be the opponent. No, he wouldn't be having a Baron Corbin. Speaking of he? Baron Corbin, he's in the King of the Ring finals. Of course he is, because he's going to win. Can it, we talk he? about the King of the Ring? I know you don't want to talk about WWE stuff t- this week, but can we talk about the King of the Ring? Yeah, right. Because uh, Shane McMahon <laughs> almost got to the final, <laughs> which which I really wish he did, and I really wish he won it because he is the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're going to go for that troll, why wouldn't you call yourself? Why wouldn't you have Shane McMahon as the King of the World? Would you rather see genuinely? Right, here we are, Dan. Would you rather see uh, Baron Corbin, King of the Ring, or Shane McMahon, King of the World? You've got to pick one. You've got to pick one. I can't just chop off my own feet. No, no, no. They've, they've got a gun to a pug's head, right? They've got the pugs. Right, they're basically, you've got to pick one of them. He's got your pugs, Dan. He's got your pugs. <laughs> they've got a gun to a pug's head, right? <laughs> this pug. The pug that exact I, pug. I have a cup with a pug. But, but a living pug, right? They've got a gun to the pog's head. They go, don't worry. If you make a choice, no harm comes to the pog. If anything, we feed it. But if you don't make a choice, bam. Right. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin? You'd rather have King Baron Corbin? Yeah, purely for you two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a point there. He's, he's, he's right. It's not Shane McMahon that's doing it. It's us. <laughs> We'd walk in with crowns and baseball jerseys, wouldn't we? <laughs> How much do it cost him? £150. Worth it. <laughs> That would be cheaper than Daryl's last troll on me. <laughs> what, what else are we talking about with King of Ring final? Well, Chad Gable's the one who's in the final with him. One, the funny thing I found about it is that the Raw one was a freeway. Was it, so it was Ricochet, was it Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin? Yeah. And in the build-up, good old uh, Davey, Met, Davey M was saying that that match has been set up to showcase Ricochet. 
and instead Baron Corbin wins <laughs> and Baron Corbin's going to the final and no one's really talking about the match in the slightest apart from the fact oh, Baron Corbin won. Can we agree that was probably uh, probably Dave Meltzer's fault because isn't, isn't Ricochet's Twitter King Ricochet? Yeah. I know it has been anyway for ages but yeah. like it's literally it was leading in and he's gone oh Ricochet's going to win. It's like well we'll show you mate Baron Corbin. But Chad Gable's in final so there's still hope. Who's been a more successful Corbin this week Baron or Jeremy? Uh, what's Jeremy Corbyn done this week? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Actually, no, it, it technically has been more successful because he's led several votes down on the government. The government is still to win a vote in Parliament. Yeah. And, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and but how many King of the Ring titles is uh, Jeremy Corbyn going to win, mate? Uh, uh, he probably would refuse the title of King of the Ring because monarchy know, in it. Do you yeah. know, like, if Baron Corbyn... <laughs> it was very witty. Come on, I appreciate my joke. <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know if Baron Corbyn becomes king... Is it a conflict of interest having Jeremy Corbyn in Parliament, and would he be able to cancel the prorogation? Uh, what? Wait, hold on. How do those two things specifically link to one another? Or would Baron be able to cancel it for yeah. his brother well, Jeremy? Well, yeah. Okay. The uh, royalty in question kind of just acts as a figurehead and doesn't go against Parliament because they have to stay neutral, which is why the Queen signed it off in the first place. They they just sign it off as kind of like a you know, like a figurehead thing rather than actually having a say in things because otherwise we end up in a civil war. That's what happened last time. (laughs) I haven't even mentioned the fact that um, Baron Corbin's blocked me on Twitter. (laughs) I completely forgot that. I didn't even know until this week when uh, basically, you know how it comes up with like the link as if it, and then he goes, Mm. you're blocked by this person. I think it might be because of this though, because I I can only assume it's this. He wasn't... Oh, no, he wasn't tagged in it. That's a bit of a shame. Uh, so in February, uh, WWE UK tweeted, there will be no disqualifications when the monster among bre- men, Braun Strowman, goes one-on-one with Baron Corbin tonight at WWE Chamber. I replied, there will be no interest from the crowd when the monster among <laughs> men, Braun Strowman, goes one-on-one with Baron Corbin tonight at WWE Chamber. I assume he saw that and blocked me. I uh... Either that or you said that you have several times tweeted in photos of jeremy corbyn well i have once. yeah i have multiple times tweeted him a picture of his <laughs> of jeremy corbyn superimposed on his head <laughs> jeremy corbyn hasn't blocked me why is baron corbyn in it? like of the two of them if i were jeremy corbyn i'd be more known that was getting associated with baron corbyn than the other way around is this twitter troll thing new or have you always been doing it and it's only just catching up with it's you? basically that yeah it seems like i've basically been I always thought I was quite a nice person on Twitter, but no, it turns out I'm awful. <laughs> which I only find out when I have to search why wrestlers have blocked me. Uh, he's not found out the I've blocked him yet. No, I haven't. No, no. No one knows because you never post. Yeah, I post early. He's, he's he's rare with it, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, did we talk about the fact that um, apparently everyone hates Matt Riddle? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we haven't, but we can. Yeah, let's talk about the fact that everyone hates Matt Riddle. Yeah, he's annoying, isn't he? Matt Riddle. Yeah, well, exactly. He's annoying. I said he was annoying. Matt Riddle was like, "Oh, no one wants to drive with me," and uh, Tommaso Ciampa told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> well, they're missing out because Matt Riddle's a cuddle monster. It's it's a what? He's a cuddle monster. Maybe yeah, but maybe they don't want him invading the personal space. Yeah, they might not like it. I, I didn't expect it, but it was welcome. I feel like if you you don't want to drive Matt Riddle anywhere, do you? Because he'd probably be like, "Oh, where are we stopping for weed, bro, 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 bro." No, bro, no. Bro. He'd be a. Can I crack the window, bro? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, bro, <laughs> bro? Are we there yet, bro, bro? Where's Sabu, bro? <laughs> uh, He'll just want to listen to like chilled out rap. 
Like, no, no, he'd be annoying in car. Be like, actually, no, I do remember he has said on previous things that the reason he's got different entries music in most companies is because he doesn't really listen to music. Sounds about right. Is he Michael Owen? <laughs> no, but. Are we bringing it back to Michael Owen for the second week in a row? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, because it's Michael Owen, that's why not. I've got some New Japan news. Go on. So, um, the greatest tag team in the history of tag teams are going to be at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Oh, yeah, the yeah. New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh-huh, good. The Rock and Roll Express. Oh, yeah, and there's a picture of them as they look. Yeah. At one point. The, the best part life. is, I saw so many people saying, I saw that image and thought it was a Photoshop. I was, I was one of them yeah. that, that thought that. And then saw that it was posted by the New Japan official account that the Rock and Roll Express are actually going to be New Japan. So if you've seen anything of the Rock and Roll Express over the last few, like, let's say last year, they can still go. Like, that match with LAX was genuinely one of my favourite matches of WrestleMania weekend. Like, I'm actually quite interested in seeing it. Well, don't get me wrong, I'm interested in seeing it as well, but, you know, in the same, in the sort of car crash way where you're, like, you're interested in just watching something unfold. That's the thing, I think a lot of people go in with that mindset, like, this is going to be, this is going to be Goldberg Undertaker, innit? And then they'll probably surprise you the opposite direction. Because they are both quite good. <laughs> I just, look, I'm not making any criticism of them, I just, I don't understand why New Japan have booked them. I, I really don't get it. Chase Owens, innit? Is it? Chase Owens was trained by Ricky Morton. Oh, okay. Um, and it makes sense as well because all the way through the G one, he kept making comments about Ricky Morton, like saying how useless he was and how he doesn't like anyone recognizing him as his trainer and stuff. So, wait, so are, they, are they having a match with, with it'll Chase, be Owens? Chase Owens and another member at Bullet Club? Who was he teamed with? The uh, Royal Quest. I can't he was with Jay White. Well, there, well, there you go then. <laughs> Jay White and Chase Owens. I finally found a use for Jay White. Brilliant. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, on that as well. So. Apparently, the plan for Tokyo Dome is Ibushi Okada will happen night one, and there'll be an IC title match on night one, and then night two will be a champion versus champion match. Okay. So we might still get the crowning of Naito over Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Yeah. It's actually a weekend. Yeah, but Gato hates him, so we won't. <laughs> yeah, Gato does hate him. I don't know if you saw the piece of merch that they released today as well. No. Uh, they've got a deal in Japan with New Era caps. Yeah. So a few guys have got like Rapunga 3K with the first ones and there's Chaos caps and stuff. The new one is a Gado bucket hat. What has the Switchblade logo on it? Brilliant. <laughs> can we uh, can we talk about something else related to New Japan? By the way, I, I think we're probably done with everything. We'll talk about like NXT in USA next week because it starts on USA next week and whatever. Yeah. Else yeah. Like that. Um, but. Uh, our best mate in the whole wide world, Big Dave. He's been casting his eye over the over the Mecca weekend that we cast our eyes over the last uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, or whatever. Um, right, what what matches do you think? Uh, I'm going to give you three matches. What order do you think these matches ranked in? Okay. Okay. Um, so, main event of uh, WWE UK Takeover: uh, Tyler Bate against Walter. Uh, main event of uh, well, it wasn't the main event, but one of the main events of Meltzer thought it should have been the main event. One of yes, okay, <laughs> his mental main event of because we talked about this last week of all out uh, the big ladder uh, jumping around finale, oh, yeah. uh, the Lucha Brothers against uh, the Young Bucks, uh, the IWGP Championship match, uh, Okada against Suzuki. Right, what, uh, what order? Well. I've still not seen the Tyler Bate Walter match, <laughs> but 
it's going to be out of that and the IWGP title match because I, that ladder match, what I've seen in GIF form, looked mental. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it was a stunt show. What yeah. you've forgotten here, though, mate, is um, Royal Quest was actually in London and not at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> so and also, knocks, uh, Melts was on AEW's pay, so... Uh, there is that as well. So that knocks half a star at least off of uh, Suzuki and Akada and adds, what, five, six, six, five, five extra stars to the ladder match. Yeah, so uh, two of the matches got the exact same ranking. That was uh, five and a quarter stars. Yes, really. Uh, Tyler Bate and Walter. And the ladder match, yay! See, Suzuki and Akada, only four and a half stars. Outside of the Okada-Suzuki rating, which I disagree with because that was an absolutely stunning match... Um, and it was helped as well by the crowd reaction. Five and a quarter. <laughs> Makes it better than five. Why that is quarter, it five and a quarter? A quarter really matters. Like, I understand why he went six for Okada um, Omega. And then even went seven. I understand that. But five and a quarter. Just give him five. No, 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 I'd be less no, annoyed. No, because it's better than a five star match. Quarter better. It's a whole quarter better. That's that's this needs to fuck off. Like, <laughs> absolute. I, th- I think we've run out this week. By the way, I think that's it now. Is I it? Think, yeah. Is so this week's the last one? Get them all there. What an absolute fucking cunt! Brilliant. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get it all out. Can't wait for next week when he has a paint at swear, guys. I know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking I forward. hope Meltzer does something horrible. I don't want to bring it up yeah, you know, and, and he's w- just... watch him drip that money in, into the swear. If anything, I'm devastated that I mentioned the fact and I should have waited. <laughs> so. this, this isn't even the dumbest thing this week, though. Um, the thing I've just remembered is they were talking about the fact that Shane McMahon hadn't been on SmackDown for a few weeks and he said, yeah, Vince can't think of anything to do with him. Like, no, the dude's on holiday. Like, it's his son. <laughs> He's not going to go, sorry, mate, creative has nothing for you, even though you've just had this massive storyline that we can bring you back in at any moment when you're back from holiday. And he's just, rather than say, I'm not really sure, he might be on holiday, he's tried to come up with this whole thing about, oh, yeah, it, it, creative don't really have anything right for him. They're going to bring him back at the right moment. They're bringing back the next episode to take over from Elias. <laughs> it's no good at covering for himself, is he, Big no, Dave? He's... He just... It's because because he's so sort of particular about things that he can't he can't comprehend <laughs> coming up with a decent lie. He likes Sonic, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a big fan of Sonic, yeah. definitely. <laughs> big fan of Sonic. Uh, actually, no, um, Sonic Sonic Two, <laughs> Sonic Two is a different game to Sonic the Hedgehog. Get it right. Sonic 3D though, five and a quarter stars. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely Sonic 3D <laughs> Blast, but only only the Saturn version. The the the, uh, the Mega Drive version's rubbish. Knuckles is like the Hulk Hogan to Sonic's Bruno Sammartino. And he hates Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different coloured Sonic. We don't need to change Sonic. It, just to change up a thing. If Sonic's Hulk Hogan, does that make Tails Brutus the Barber Beefcake? It definitely makes Tails Brutus <laughs> the Barber Beefcake. There's no question in my mind. Does that make Miss Elizabeth uh, that, that pink one? Because you know there was a little. What's the pink one? There's a p- Amy. Oh, I, I, I'm really struggling with this because I was always a Nintendo guy. Like I, I didn't have a. Well, you don't answer. like Sonic. We all like Sonic here. <laughs> which We're one? All about which, Sonic. Which one's Bubba the Love Sponge? <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have a resemblance to one another. 
with his big control panel full of videos. Have we heard anything more about that Sonic film, by the way? Did you see the Sonic film? They're redoing all the animation on Sonic so bad. That sounds like a lie. No, it's it's genuine. They pushed it back. I don't think I... On one hand, I can buy that it would be a good way to get hype. On another hand, I can absolutely buy that someone would be so tone deaf that they'd go, yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Yeah, the teeth look fine. Don't worry about if it. They oh, do, the teeth. If, if they do redo it, I hope that it's so. You're like the rooms, like such a like a classically kind of like bad film, so bad that it's good kind of thing. I hope that Sonic gets that treatment and they release a special edition where you can see the original version with the original animation. <laughs> Speaking of bad films, the other night uh, it was getting towards nine o'clock, and I was like, I'm feeling a bit tired, so I'm probably going to get ready for bed soon and just lay in bed for a bit, and then just flicking through channels i saw the happening was on sci-fi and i watched the entire film oh yeah, you've been banging around about this on twitter or facebook or something yeah i had to my fate the best scene in it they cut it though they cut one of the lines from it or either that or i'm having a mandela effect because i'm sure she says you're going to try and rape me and no, he that's when he does the does. line no oh no no i don't think she does she says you're going to try and kill me and his reaction is wait what? no no. I-, I wanted to genuinely sit and film every moment where wind blows through trees and they cut to someone looking worried. <laughs> it's such a great film. Like, I remember being at cinema watching that angry, like really, really angry at how bad it was. And that, like, I did the same thing with Wicker Man. I was so angry watching that film at cinema and then afterwards now. I can appreciate it for what it is. Absolute shit. How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? <laughs> My favourite part of the Wicker Man is when he uh, holds up the person <laughs> for the motorbike. Becky's never seen the original Wicker Man, but Good. for for the first for her first birthday after we started going out, um, I bought her the Wicker Man, the Nick Cage version of Wicker Man on DVD. Brilliant. So I think she's seen that version, but not the original. So I need to correct that. Well, do you? Because I mean, <laughs> she's seen the best version. She's only going to be disappointed by the original. <sighs> yeah. Uh, right. Should we? Ha- oh, very quickly. Rob Gronkowski's got twenty concussions, so I think we can rule out him being a WWE uh, superstar anytime. Rob Gronkowski's got concussions. Nah. What a shock! Yeah. His yeah. Behavior- Kurt Angle were held together by sellotape, and they let him wrestle. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. he'd actually been wrestling before, hadn't he? So that's what I did that's damage. Do you re- I don't think they want Rob, Gronkows- Rob Gronkowski to die in the ring. Do you know what I mean? I think it's more yeah. like it's With a Kurt good Angle's excuse. Ollie, oh, they could blame TNA. <laughs> I get the feeling as well. TNA that... got... Oh, we haven't even talked. Sorry, oh, We've actually got TNA news. Let me just finish my thing. Sorry. <laughs> I... Can we note that down? What? I want to note down that he's annoyed that I interrupted him. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. It's it's weird when that I didn't get the death stare across the room like I normally do. When That's I do fine. It. Uh, There's the tally. It's not going to be as good now that I've had to <laughs> bring it back. Go on. I was going to say, like, if Rob Gronkowski did sign for WWE, he'd be like Enzo, but a lot taller and harder to get rid of. Did you see Enzo? Enzo said he had a ticket for Raw on Monday. What happened? I assume nothing. Well, he posted the ticket, so they just went, oh, cancelled. I'm sure they did. Like, definitely. Good. <laughs> he didn't even sense the details on it. Like, just like, cancelled. I just wish he'd put the barcode on and someone could have stolen his, like, <laughs> photographed his <laughs> ticket and gone straight in. Beep. Yours isn't working, sir. What, what, what are you talking about? I can't remember his little catchphrase. I but... genuinely feel sorry for Big Kaz now. Why? Because like he seems like he's trying to get him sent together and everything, and Enzo's just ru- like he's still choosing. The, un- the only mistake he's made is hanging around with Enzo again. Well, exactly, but that's a pretty big mistake, hanging around with Enzo, and letting Carmella hang around with, hang around with commentators. Is it? Are they still? T- I don't no, know. no, they 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 broke oh, up a while no, ago. Remember but... Corey Graves, the, the wife thing. 
Yeah. Uh, right. Are we gonna Are we gonna move on to our our proper Britness Britress special? When now? are you talking about the TNA thing or not? Oh yeah, of course the TNA thing. Yeah, I forgot completely. So uh, hold on a minute. No, I'm kidding. TNA have accidentally. <laughs> TNA has accidentally uh, fallen into. <laughs> they keep falling into like a bucket of thumbs and come up sucking a tit, don't they? Like, how do they manage it? TNA, so Anthem, the parent parent company of TNA, mm. bought Access TV off of where New Japan's shown. So TNA are moving to Access. Brilliant. So they've got a TV. T- they've got a TV deal because their mummy and daddy went and bought a TV company for them, so that they could have a channel. Further to this. Apparently, they're in discussions with Sinclair as well. No. Yeah, yeah so yep. I, read, I read this as well. That, they're um, trying to buy Ring of Honor. That, yeah, the, the, yeah, TNA are trying to buy Ring of Honor, and I hope that happens, <gasps> and I hope they dissolve Ring of Honor. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if they fold Ring of Honor into TNA. <laughs> to, be, to be completely honest, like looking at the rosters and how the companies are doing, TNA is slightly above Ring of Honor right now. <laughs> yeah, but like years, years ago, you, you oh, yeah. Like, like, It'd be, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Thinking and about it. Think TNA nearly killed Ring of Honor once. They might be doing it again. We're back. And then it's, oh, yeah. This could have that sign that says they're here. Well, and then like... the negative of all this is so when Anthem bought the Fight Network, they just randomly sacked a bunch of staff, including all the post wrestling team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Um, yeah. Which, uh, uh, if, if you like if you like good wrestling podcasts, uh, subscribe to them. Cause, yeah, uh, post wrestling. If I want to listen to actual wrestling stuff, I'll listen to post because I mean, it's pretty I'll, good. I did attention to ask people to nominate us for the Wrestling Podcast Awards today, lads. So cheers. Thanks for that. You've, <laughs> you've really set up for that one. <laughs> but yeah, um, Post is really good. They all got fired from Fight Network when Anthem took over, and someone posted saying, "Like, look at the amazing like wrestling related talent they got rid of when they went to Fight Network." I'm thinking of all the people who are Access, and a lot of people go, "Oh no, it shouldn't happen again because Access have got a pretty dedicated team." No, they fired a bunch of people at Access, at Access as well. Great, including the person who got the New Japan deal. Brilliant. Yeah, they're just firing everyone again and doing their usual. They're they're definitely one of those companies that just comes in and takes over and just gets rid of everyone who actually made that good and just moulds it into their own image, which they've got all rights to do because they bought it, but, you know, horrible corporations, isn't it? Is this a really roundabout way of TNA trying to get New Japan to notice them again? Look, we're really sorry about the Okada thing, okay? Just (laughs) please, please pay attention to us. It's like messaging your ex after five years, going, do you still think about me? Come on, please, (laughs) we really, we want you back. Uh... Just I imagine fi- that TV deal's probably coming to an end, isn't it? New Japan and Access. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're finding any other channel. Any other channel. Any well, you know it's going to be uh, Don Callis and whoever does commentary. Oh, oh, God, it's Josh Matthews, isn't it? They'll be doing commentary on New Japan. Will they, though? On the Access, yeah, because uh, Kevin Kelly doesn't do Access. Oh, does he not? No, oh, it's no. just he's New Japan Worlds. Um, so who, who does Access now, then? It's Don Callis and Josh Barnett, I think. Really? Well, Josh Barnett oh, no. was doing it with JR, weren't he? Yeah, he was doing it with JR. I, knew that. I don't know yeah, if yeah. JR's still doing it. I think Don Carlos no, might. JR's be. busy liking uh, Twitter pictures. So <laughs> I asked you on Twitter about this. He's got previous on this, or was that an old one? Right, so if you follow us at Rogue Rumble Pod, I might, uh, when I was on my personal Twitter account, I was scro- scrolling through and this thing popped up and it said, uh, Jim Ross likes this tweet and it were a picture of 
Who was it? Doesn't matter. One of the current WB female superstars. Was it, was it Alexa Bliss? No, I don't remember. I I, I scribbled it out because I didn't want the content on the Twitter page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he's he's liking pictures on an account called at WWE Porn, <laughs> which like if he if he's into that whatever. But I just think it's a bit unprofessional. We're going to talk about a lot of unprofessional things, but yeah. As, as somebody who's like a commentator... Dana Brooke. There you go, yeah. Dana Brooke. Okay. So as somebody who's a commentator for a national wrestling company slash a t-shirt business, um, like you'd think, I don't know, he'd, he'd, he'd have a bit of decorum about him in the sense that he's, I don't know, he's kind of perving over essentially his colleagues. But at the same time, he probably gets a bit slack because he's a bit lonely. Moving on. Yeah, let's leave, let's leave Great. That, <laughs> Great. Definitely good to bring right. That weren't me, listeners, can by we, the way. Can we, stop, that. can we stop all this sleaze and move on to some <laughs> Brit Rest, please? Because, yeah, we promised it is a Brit Rest special. So, classic days of Brit Rest are back. Right. What should we start off with? Should we start off with the CD promoter? Should we start off with the uh, the super hard wrestler beating up on someone who's uh, just I like f- a non wrestler? So, I was going to say, I think we should start with Rev Pro, yeah. which I think you were going to say as well, yeah. because. When did we record last week? Was it Thursday uh, or Wednesday? It, it was... I think we mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, it got mentioned, but then it really went to overdrive a few days afterwards. And... Yeah, it was the 4th of September, according to this date written right here. So That was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah so, so the the referee um, of the match. So it was, So let's say the match for the listeners that don't know. It was uh, Aussie Open against uh, Josh Bodum and Shaw Samuels. And the winner of that was going to go on to um, the Copper Box for the New Japan show to wrestle Gorillas of Destiny for the tag team titles. Aussie Open won. The finish was botched. The ref- the referee counted the three. Uh, Josh Bodum get- didn't get his shoulders up in time. That's the that's the situation that we all knew about. Um, apparently after the match, um, Shah Samuels slammed the referee. And then I don't know if, the, if he threw... I, I don't know how the referee got outside, so I'm not going to say he threw him out. I don't know how he got out, but the referee got outside somehow. And then... Uh, Josh Bodum kicked so, fuck out of him. Yeah, what Josh, him, Bo- yeah, yeah, what yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. Bodum claimed on his Instagram well, no, story. Well, let, let's. Yeah, sorry. We, we, I'll let you do that. Yeah. But let's just. So that that's that's the that's the uh, uh, what happened. Now the referee tweeted um, that he suffered injuries which would cause him not to be able to referee wrestling anymore, and also not to be able to do his day job of refereeing football, uh, which will cause him not to be able to earn money. So he put his. Uh, he also said he wasn't paid by RevPro uh, for that show, and um, he put his PayPal up to uh, get donations. Then he took the tweet down about him not getting paid and put another tweet up saying, "The pay situation has now been resolved, and part of the deal was for me to remove the tweet, which I think is bullshit, because <laughs> uh, if I had not been paid." And then it took a tweet to get somebody to pay me. I definitely would not be taking the tweet down. Well, did you see that thing um, about a month ago or so with EasyJet where one of their seats had broken? and uh, But someone posted it going, EasyJet expecting someone to fly without a back to their seat. Right now, obviously, I don't, I don't But basically, EasyJet went, hiya, uh, we, can't solve, we can't solve this until you take the picture down. Will you take the picture down? And I, was, I think everyone was like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> Uh, you should just be solving it anyway. So it sounds not dissimilar to that sort of yeah. situation. Yeah. So at this point, everybody were up in arms on Twitter, social media brigade, weren't they? All, all, all out in force, like, which, again, like, I, 
I'm not. I weren't like you mentioned. I don't really tweet, so I weren't getting involved. I were a bit. I were annoyed for for lad because obviously it's a bit, a bit bad. But like you don't know the full extent of the story. So then it comes out that this slam apparently weren't safe, but like it's difficult to judge. And then Josh Bodum tweeted, "Do you want to take over now with Josh about Josh Bodum?" So yeah, uh, Josh Bodum did an Instagram story where he said that. The referee tried to hit a takedown on him, so he defended himself. I've literally got the whole tweet if you want me to read the whole thing. Yes, Go for yes it. please. Because he does it. I mean, this is, this will give you a pretty clear. If you don't know who Josh Bodum is, and I'll level you, I don't really know who he is. I just know he's someone that's generally not well-liked and only Rev Pro booked him. Immediately, this gave me a pretty clear idea of what type of person Josh Bodum is like. This is how he's formatted the tweet. Did Shah slam Aaron Wilde? Yes. Did Aaron get injured? Apparently. Did Aaron then shoot for a takedown on me ringside? Yes. Did I stop the takedown? Yes. Did I injure him? No. Did I check on him backstage? Yes. Did he apologize? Yes. And it just it goes on for, well, I think it even carries off. But literally, he's formatted it in that way. Um, <laughs> I, I tweeted and then panicked, basically. I tweeted back from my personal account going, did you forget to put your shoulder up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so let let well let's get on to that. So, that. so that was so, a narrative for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, but let, let's let's just go back to this shoulder up situation. Then we'll we'll because I think you want to talk about Quilden, don't you? Yeah. So Josh Bodum had his shoulders down. Now, as far as I'm aware, and again I'm no longer in the business, but as far as I'm aware, referees are taught to you're waiting count... for that Saudi money to come out of well, retirement. Yeah, I, I'm you? only coming out of retirement. I'm wrestling Austin in Saudi Arabia. That's all I'm doing. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that or nothing. Yeah. I might wrestle Goldberg, uh-huh. but I'm not putting him over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, from what I'm, what I'm taught and what I've heard and stuff is the referees are taught to call it like a shoot in the sense that you just count until the wrestler puts their shoulders up if the ref- if the wrestlers don't put their shoulders up you count the three that varies company to company i think generally referees will do that now over here in america uh, sorry in japan that doesn't happen and it's quite obvious when it doesn't as well okay because it happened at royal quest because okay. kenta didn't kick out on one of the moves and the referee had to do the one two and then skim his hand off the thing because kenta had not actually got up and claimed that he'd kicked out okay um it's a co- it's a more common thing. I don't think it's outrightly said by a lot of companies, but a lot of referees will say, "I'm going to do that because it looks worse if I hold the count and you've not kicked well, out." Well, that's what I'm going to get onto. Yeah. It it it's the the credibility of the matches are affected if the referee has to pretend that he didn't count a three. Yeah. Because then the next match comes on, it's like, well, the referees are all in on it, which. We all know it, but you know, you know what I mean. It's, it's a bit of a credibility factor, and also, if your job is to get your shoulder up at two, get it up at two. One of the things that really bugs me that I notice all the time is when guys will—they're getting pinned, and you can see them looking directly at the referee, and it's annoying to see as a fan when you catch it because some of them will even go one, two, and then kick out, but at least they're making sure they're kicking out and they're carrying on the yeah. match. So. Josh Bodum got counted down for three, and Aussie Open won. So Aussie Open would go into a uh, copper box. Which, by the way, that, was the planned finish anyway. Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the planned finish. So, yeah, you might be a little bit annoyed you didn't get your shit in, right? But <laughs> you, the the right guys went over five minutes early. <laughs> yeah. 
Which and it's your fault. And also, th- if we want to remind people, this is the show that overran by fifty minutes. <laughs> this match, if anything, shaved some time off of that, only because Josh Bodum is an incompetent asshole. Okay, yeah. so um, Shaw Samuels, I-, I can't remember the correct timeline, but I'm fairly confident Shaw Samuels tweeted something before Quilden did. Ooh. I might be wrong. You may, I don't know. Well, All I know Shaw is Samuels, that- sorry. Um, he does a segment on his Twitter every week called Mug of the Week. Yes. And before all this kickoff happened, his Mug of the Week was the referee. Right. Is his Mug of the Week part of his character? Or it, is it... Because... Yeah, I think he was... It goes along with his explanation as well in that he was trying to kind of like retcon something out of it. Yeah. He tried to make something a bad situation, maybe not in the best way. It was a very old school way of doing things. Because yeah. from, from this whole story... I think Shaw Samuels is, I don't want to say stupid, but I mean stupid for the things he did, but I don't think he went out with the intention of harming anyone. No. But I still think he's stupid for what he did. Yeah. And I don't know if we're all in agreement there. I'm yeah, willing to be I would wrong. agree. I think so, he would probably agree as well yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, I, I posted a thing saying, list of people defending Shaw Samuels, massive list. List of people defending Josh Bodum, picture not found. Oh, well, um, the picture was found. It was on De Quilden's account, but we'll yeah. get on to that. <laughs> um, right. so, so, Quilden tweeted... Uh, did Quilden t- tweet out or did the RevPro account tweet out first? Right, Qu- so Quilden tweeted... Right, so this... Was this on... When was the 7th? Was that Sunday? It was. It happened over the weekend. It was right, Sunday, so, yeah, when... So the 7th really was... Uh, that was last Saturday, of course it was. Huh. So last Saturday night, Andy Quilden. Uh, last I heard, first I heard of any issues was due to the Twitter post from Aaron. I had two lengthy chats... Footage for our live edit only shows the slam. Uh, people are going to draw their own conclusions, etc., etc. There's 126 uh, replies to that. I won't <laughs> read through them all. No, but let's just dissect that a little bit. We've got a bit of time, I think. Okay. So uh, the footage from, from the live edit doesn't only shows the slam, doesn't show the outside. I can, having reviewed right. it, I can show you with confidence there was no intent to cause any injury. Right. So I can believe him that the live edit only shows the ring i fully believe that because the the camera guys aren't there to show the kick in that the referee's not meant to be getting they'll be showing the winners celebrating the ring fully understand that you're telling me you don't have a hard cam or a wide shot of of that arena of that venue or there's no um hand cam that catches it at any point this goes on to the video that was released after that's from the crowd i believe yeah but if you look on that video both cameramen, ringside cameramen, are filming Josh Bodum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you some... spotted something I didn't even think to look for. <laughs> so, somewhere in RevPro's archive, I mean, I say in their archive, it's probably got a thumbprint on, on lens, and that's why you couldn't see it. Yeah. Plus, also, it's one hundred percent been deleted now. Someone, someone's, someone's deleted from, formatted, and then swallowed that SD card somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind, RevPro used to get their shows up within forty-eight hours. Not this show. No. This one not come. No, no, no. So, so, so that was his tweet. And um, like you said, he had a lot of replies to it. A lot of negative replies. Yeah. Um, And then eventually the RevPro account tweeted. Yeah, so basically the day after is when more stuff kicks off. Because it's the day after that the footage is okay. released. Yeah. So And people are like, oh, Josh, where's the bit where he uh, shoots you the takedown, mate? <laughs> where's the bit where this happens? Where's the bit where all your lies happen? Well, this is the thing. I... Josh Bowden then went, um, I thought he deleted his Twitter, but he went protected. Yeah. Basically. yeah. And then it, that's when he started doing his um, Instagram story. Which bit. is which is also uh, like private his Instagram. You can't get on his account now. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, know. in terms of the footage as well. Oh, he like... was also, if we 
neglected to mention that he was uh, boasting about the fact that he got so many more bookings. Yeah, he was. Which was definitely a lie. Yeah. Um, in terms of the footage, like, a lot of people knew something had happened because that was the first bit of news I heard from the show on the Friday night. And on the Saturday, I was asking people who were there the night before, saying, yeah. so what happened with the referee? And some people were like, I didn't really see anything. And then other people were like, yeah, Bodum was being Josh Bodum. Because this is the guy who said something to Honma, and Honma hit him so hard that he puked in the ring. <laughs> um, and also the guy who called Rocky Romero a nonce in the ring, and Rocky Romero broke his nose for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Romero is not a guy to be messed with, and neither is Honma, because allegedly he's got ties to certain organisations, so I wouldn't say shit to him either. And of course, the really famous thing in PCW, when Josh Bodum said something backstage to Rampage and T-Bone, and they proceeded to beat 10 bells out of him. Which is probably just as bad as what Josh Bodum did to the referee, but it happened to Josh Bodum, so yeah. yeah. yeah um, the thing is about Josh Bodum, before we get on to the further bits, Josh Bodum genuinely is a very talented wrestler. Like, he's very good, but he's also an absolute dickhead. Like, an utter dickhead. Like, if he could have reined it in a bit, he would be in every company. He'd be a guy everyone would be talking about. He is ridiculously talented. He's got an incredibly good look. And... Most companies would kill for a guy like him. Thing is, though, he's a pain in the arse and he's a dickhead, so no one wants to deal with him. <laughs> I mean, there's the story Chris Egan posts on Twitter, which is a really funny one, uh, about how... Because he originally trained at Future Shock with his brother. And they had a match to decide who gets to use the Bodum name because, legitimately, Josh Bodum's wrong, rang up the promoter and said that Josh should be the only one to use the Bodum name because he's the talented one of the two. (laughs) 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 That's great. Imagine that. Yeah. mum to ring up. So, yeah, um, this footage comes out, which clearly shows there's no takedown attempt. Josh Bodum just starts kicking and hitting the shit out of the referee. Uh, And it's clear as day to anyone. So now Andy Cullen has to do some reeling in on his previous comments. And seven o'clock on Sunday night, Rev Pro make a statement basically. While there's sort of there's like a massive kickoff, and Josh Bodum's been tweeting and having to go at people and then blocking his Twitter, whatever else like that. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole statement, but I will uh, give you some snippets. So, for example, basically, that first of all, it starts off with an insistence that they had no contact from Aaron throughout the week. Um, uh, the first thing they knew of it was the Twitter, etc., etc. I've seen people who seem to be in the know kind of people on Twitter saying that they they they're claiming I know that's a lie because I heard him talking about it. Fair so w- so whether they're believable or not, I don't know. But yep, um, they say basically from from Shah Samuel's uh, point of view, uh, we don't condone his actions, but he's made a horrible error of judgment. Uh, he's going into internal disciplinary. We think he tried to protect the referee but he made a mistake uh we we're, he's going through disciplinary we expect him to respond well this is a sentence that i particularly enjoyed unfortunately bodum's actions do not match up with his recollection of events <laughs> i think that is putting it quite fucking mildly to be honest <laughs> this has left us with no option for doing definitely several ties with him um the actions will not be tolerated basically um hope he grows as a human being moving forward uh, and then they've been so they were actually the undisputed British tag team champions, which I didn't realize yeah. so they've been stripped of them. Lucky, incidentally, yeah. Well, this is one of the fun things where it's always been clear in the matches between Aussie Open and them that they don't like Josh Bodum, 
Like, not many people do. And you can tell the people who don't like Josh Bodum in the ring. Pete Dunne. Yeah, because <laughs> they put a little bit extra in the shots to him. Yeah. It's quite fun to watch. But then that, that's also what makes Josh Bodum good in the ring as well, because he can give and take that. He just is a dickhead and takes things too far a lot of the time. Hence why he puked in the ring at, at the first time I saw him wrestle, because he did that to Honma. <laughs> so the upshot of it is, um, it seems like the ref eventually got paid. Um, if you accept things as face value, uh, that they did not have this extra sort of information available to them until that time, it all reads like eventually Rev Pro did the right thing. Whether you accept things at face value is obviously completely up to yourself. Well, you, know, you can accept things at face value, or you can go on Josh Bodum's Instagram stories. Oh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> he then posts a thing saying, I didn't get fired, I quit. And the background of, of this is a text from Andy Quilden <laughs> saying, listen, mate, this referee's kicking up shit on Twitter. I've got your back. <laughs> yep. Which has been the last two or three years of Josh Bodum's career. Andy Quilden's been defending him this entire time, every time he does something shitty. And this time, Josh Bodum has fully burnt his bridge on that one and kind of gone, yeah, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me, mate. Here you go. Here's the text. He says he's quit. So basically, then he says he's quit. Uh, he's quit pro wrestling. Uh, he's not been fired from Red Pro. And his final very classy tweet, around quarter past 11 on Sunday night. Picture of himself. by Britress, your pedos. Not really one for spelling, is old Josh. Or thinking at all. No, this has just all been a ridiculous scenario really hasn't it well, we've been quite negative about josh bodum and rightfully so but can we just take a minute to all pile on andy quilden yay <laughs> because he's not getting off with this no way if if Bode, if bodum's getting a beating verbally like so so is quilden because yeah i was gonna say because i i used to listen to the a squared circle podcast yeah, they've not done one in a while yeah june <laughs> june what last one they did but <clears throat> i know on that podcast, Andy Quillen's made a few comments in the past that made me think he's not big on this whole like Twitter Justice Brigade thing because he got asked about Bram on the podcast a while ago and he said, yeah, I think it's all overblown by, by uh, Twitter Justice crew and all this stuff. And that made me think, oh, so that's why you continue to book Josh Bodum as well because you've got in mind, oh, he's, a, he's a good guy despite you know him being a dickhead. Yeah, but and the Josh Bodum thing, if he, if all he does is if all he did were like talk to people that are harder than him in a negative way and get beaten up about it, in grand scheme of things, it's uh, not it's not end up world, is it? It's the fact that he's bullied a not I won't say a defenseless person, but essentially somebody who's clearly not solid. A non wrestler. This is yeah. yeah. This is the worst thing he's done that we know about because there's been a few stories that I'm not going to repeat. Well. Yeah, it's, yeah but, it's... but there's been stories about his actions backstage with people uh, acting unprofessionally and worse, which is why a lot of companies won't use him. Um, that, Yeah, there's a reason why RevPro was the only company booking him. Right. But yeah, so so Qu- Quilden plainly lying about stuff. The, the, the fact that that, face, that Facebook message that Bodum screenshotted or text whatever it were, mm. and he, it says on it, that that ref's kicking up a shitstorm on Twitter. <laughs> clearly, is aware. Yeah. Like there was some there was some issue with oh that ref that ref again. Also, can I point out, he, he spelled that referee's name wrong, and that 
and then when somebody corrected him, bear in mind the ref the referee is called Aaron, but he spells it I think A R E N or yeah like d- yeah double A R E N yeah yeah, and then Quilden refers to him as Aaron, spelled A A R O N, and then he's <laughs> in one of his replies when somebody said get at least spell his name right he went well i know him as alan anyway so i don't know i don't know if he does know him as alan or if he misspelled it wrong on purpose trying to be funny but like it's just that piss beating out of him on your show for no reason so put a bit of respect on his name yeah yeah and the referee as well got used a lot by riptide riptide were posting things saying like he's been a big part of what we've been doing and it's a shame to see him retiring this way and everything so he's obviously a respected guy respected enough by quilden as well because he later refereed the main event and one of the things that they've tried to use as a defense is saying well he was fine enough to wrestle referee the main yeah, but event. that's bollocks because yeah. um i had a minor car accident and um like basically i felt fine straight after it and then it turns out i got whiplash so and they can come on at a later date. Yeah, so. like just because you're not feeling it at the moment, but then adrenaline, adrenaline will be running in. Yeah, and even if he was there the next well. day, because apparently he was there at the cockpit show as well. But then he went to the doctors because it was an issue, and they've told him, "Yeah, you've got a serious injury." That's when he'll have realised, "Oh, I've got like this thing that just, I thought just was a fine." Story that springs to mind: um, Taz broke his neck. Yeah, right? <laughs> but he was he tells he tells a story. It might have been on that ECW DVD. And I know it's totally different, but like he was like cracking his neck and he thought he just jarred it or something. And he's cracking it and he walks into the doctor's room and he tells him he's having these issues and they check him out and they're like, you shouldn't be walking, but you broke your neck. <laughs> like, And yeah, there might be a slight exaggeration because it's a wrestler telling a story trying to make himself look hard. And but, it's Taz. Yeah, and it's Taz. But like people, I don't know, like can, can not, not say hide injuries, but like work through injuries. It's just... It, but like, if he's had a professional opinion now that says, "Look, you, your injury's too bad," then that's that's what's happened. Yeah. Plus, it don't matter if he didn't say it before. Maybe he felt intimidated because Andy Quillen's got a piss poor record. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he thought Josh Bowman was going to come and pagger him again. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's hardly going to go up. If you're getting bullied by someone, you're not going to go up to his best mate who might bully you as well and be like, "Oh yeah, he's, he's picking on me." Are you? Like. Yeah. Because he's probably just like, oh man up and then you're going to get it twice aren't you yeah i think that's most likely yeah they're all quite like rev pro a big issue with them over the last few months that you could see on their shows is they have kind of still got a bit of that old school mentality of running shows and how they do business i don't and the other thing is i don't mind a little bit of old school mentality but this is a referee it's, yeah, it's not it's well, not it's not like a young trainee yeah. who's who's fucked a spot up it's a referee who's clearly not a wrestler yeah. who's countered the pinfall because the guy didn't get his shoulders up. If anybody should be getting kicked fuck out of it, it's Josh Bowden <laughs> for fucking finish. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like they've, got, they've all got this old school mentality and things have changed a lot. And uh, they need to catch up with the times and need to do better. Um, I, I think a lot of people... Well, it seems like the common theme is a lot of people kind of like, I've got no interest in doing anything like going to a Rev Pro show again. I've not been since February with one of the worst shows I've been to, but uh, uh, I'm even a bit funny about going again because now you look at it as well and you're like, well, they've had this happen to them. Outside of the New Japan connection, what have they got? Like, they've got... David Starr? No. That match he had at Thing War, he's gone now. I I thought that was an angle, I thought it was. It it is an angle, but in storyline, he's gone. 
Yeah, but I imagine he'll be back in the mask like Juan Cena. <laughs> oh, I miss Juan Cena. We all love Juan Cena. <laughs> or Mr. We? America. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I read a thing about a Mr. America this week, but it wasn't him. Uh, it was a different Mr. America. Someone okay. else is calling, calling Mr. America. Anyway, don't matter. Uh, right, so that that was just part one of the, <laughs> the Brit Ress uh, drama. Now, I think... Did we talk about the fact the South Side was bought by Rev Pro? Well, that's what I was going to get on to by saying, yeah, yeah, what have they got? Yeah. Another company that's uh, 10 years behind times. Yeah, so South Side have been bought by Rev Pro. Um, and basically, part of the deal is that some of the South Side staff are working for Rev Pro. The now. olds are going to be working for Rev Pro. Um, yeah, so there's been talk of South Side closing for a while. And then they announced that their anniversary show was called Thank You and Good Night. And we were at fear. I thought someone should tweet him and say, "Have you booked Kenny Omega? Is that what the name's about?" When it was very clear what the name actually meant was like we knew this was coming. Um, ben Alder's been kind of like playing about the fact that he's not been into it for a while. Uh, if you've been to any of their shows that aren't in Huntingdon or St Neots, you'll see the lack of effort. <laughs> In promoting the show and things like that. So, do you know because the older involved with Rev Pro now, does that mean they're going to get some sick music video compilations? <sighs> well, then again, the music videos at Rev Pro are pretty bad. Yeah, so they, will these be an improvement? But at least they're spelt better, spelt correctly. <laughs> oh, the, the Joseph Conin, Connor's experience. <laughs> uh, oh, my favorite thing about um, Southside was the intro video that they had. Because the original one was about six or seven minutes long. It was so long. Yeah, but they learned from the Gauntley School of Intros where it had that massive long song before every show. Yeah. The Freedom one. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Freedom. I must still have we'll that We'll be hearing somewhere. that soon, won't we? Oh, Brit yeah. Rest, what? Oh, what? <laughs> Donny, what? I think you should clarify that before people start asking questions again about when one PW shows are happening. What? <laughs> <laughs> about hearing the freedom oh, let him thing. ask let him ask tweet us tweet us and ask us when one PW show is wrapping in yeah. by all means tweet us <laughs> yeah please please do genuine request <laughs> so so they're just what well, they're only taking on one venue aren't they yeah well they're not coming Sheffield apparently the dates Good. that are already booked we don't want you Rev Pro well this is the thing the by dates the way I that... meant to mention earlier on Right, do you remember what Andy... Sorry, I realised, there you go. Right, that's that's another one to me. Um, do, you remember, do, you remember what, um, do you remember what Andy Quilden used to do in 1PW? Referee. He were a ref! <laughs> it's one of you, mate! Yeah. Bloody hell! So, what I was going to say was, apparently Rev Pro are going to be running the date Southside have already announced, which includes November at the Corporation. Rev Pro at Corp! Yeah! I'm guessing it'll be... Rev Pro providing stuff, but Ben Old will be booking it. And I'm, I, I'd hazard a guess that I think it's supposed to be the Queen of the Ring tournament. That's normally November. Cause oh, brilliant. So it's so, a Rev Pro women's tournament. Yeah, so, so basically <laughs> it's a, it's the Merch Girls Open Invitational. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's, it's, it's the Merch Girls Christmas do. I know That's I've, made, what it is. <laughs> I've made some jokes about Southside, but the one thing Southside have done well over the years is the women's division. Like, Ben has done really good with that. Like the best Southside show I've ever been to was last year's Queen of the Ring, when he got uh, Killer Kelly on the show and Chris Wolf, and it was genuinely a fantastic show. It um, very well might have been, but now Qu- yeah. Quil- Quilden's uh, paying for it, isn't he? Yeah, which is good, I guess. But then again, it's which talent will Ben be able to use because a lot of the women that he built that women's division on are now signed to WWE, and they can't wrestle for Rev Pro. 
Well, me and Graham just discussed it. It's going to be if you're selling t-shirts, then you get to go in ring. Yeah, that's the rule. Just make sure you I, remember your belt as well. There are good talents out there. I, I can't remember if Ben's used Candy Floss. Do you want to you know, talk about belt? Um, do you know WWE have released their toy version of that 24-7 Yeah, title? I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> I can only see that ending badly in Don't every Don't try playground. this at home. Yeah. Don't try this at well, home. Well, I thought it'd be funny to get one and wear it to breed, and I thought, no, because like, I'm not fighting off sweaty virgins. Yeah, because definitely at least <laughs> one... <laughs> I'm making least... enemies here, guys. <laughs> Come at me. Is it proper Brit Rest episode where you yeah, you're taking on the internet or yeah. all right, you care well, yeah. Come I, at me. I've seen what you said to me because I, I was down pub and my mate told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do you know do, do, do you know what I did? I reported you, you Luton town thug. I reported <laughs> you. <laughs> Bring it on Stan with you fucking cunt. <laughs> Oh, I remember those days really fondly. Sat in Graham's car in Doncaster Dome Car Park. Reporting while, while you rang people on the phone. <laughs> whether it was either Peter Staniff or that time you somehow got Alex Shane's phone number and left him an answer phone message. <laughs> trying to get, were you trying to get a wristband? Was it British was Council it, Day? I was either trying to get a wristband or asking him about the conspiracy theories. <laughs> it might have been a combination of both. I also got uh, Adam Bowler's number. And, uh, oh, no. Don't and say don't his name. His name. Don't Why say have you it. said that out loud? Why? Beetlejuice, because mate. He appears when you do. Like genuinely, say his name. Someone will mention this to him. All right, I got somebody's name. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as long as you don't say it two more times, we're you okay. You can edit it. We're not live. I got somebody's name, and uh, he, he offered somebody out to a fight because he thought it were one of our friends of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he, he started a fight with someone else. Oh yeah, yeah you I, I never, that. Yeah, I never said it were me. I never said it were him. No, I just. Oh my god. Like, I've just put two and two together, the fact that I was there when you started the fight and I was there when the other person got the messages from Adam Bowler yeah. and he instantly, like, went into fight no, mode. You, you just, he just said his name. Yeah. Oh, that's two. Oh, what are you doing? That's two. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. Oh. No. He appears. He will appear, though. I, who, who, who I, did, I've got him blocked phone, on everything. Who did I phone and I spoke to the mum? <laughs> well, that's Peter Stanifer. Yeah, it were, were, were. yeah. Let's move on. Don't put, your, don't put your number on your poster Let's if you don't want me to phone. Let's move on. <laughs> Talking of numbers, because it's not negotiable, is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need the number. It's not not negotiable. So, Broken Ring Wrestling. Shall we dissect that name first? Go for it. Right. If you've got a wrestling company, why would you name it Broken Ring Wrestling? Not a clue. When I first heard the name, before all this stuff started going off, I assumed that someone had finally taken on the thing that's getting big in America, which is the No Ring shows, which I thought, I don't know why no company's done that over here yet. There's a few companies that do shows with No Ring. That sounds like somebody started up and they didn't want to book a ring. <laughs> they couldn't afford it. It's a, a suburban so basically the, the, it didn't turn up, but the referee did. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you go on YouTube, there's an excellent Alex match. Shane paid him to not bring the ring. There's an excellent match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Chuck Taylor in a bar in Brooklyn. With no ring, and it's genuinely great. Just to clarify, I don't think it was Alex Shane that didn't book the cancel the ring. It was the the referee. Right. Okay. Alex Shane asked him not yeah. to do it. Well, yeah, that's what that yeah. was. Yeah. What's he called? The referee. Steve, Steve Linsky. Linsky. Yeah, that's he the one, was yeah. the one who's supposed to provide the ring and didn't. Yeah. 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 That's it. Notoriously. Yeah. Um. Good so, on, yeah. So broken ring wrestling. Um. Basically, uh, wrestler who wrestled for Breed before Jade. Jade. Yeah. Um. She, she from well, horrible I, Bedford. Yeah, yeah, we we gave her some <laughs> shit for that, didn't we? Um, 
So you're louder than anyone. <laughs> I'd been to Bedford Weekend before. It's a shizzle. But um, <laughs> and, and I've been to Doncaster several times. And Most it was... people didn't even know where Bedford was. You, yeah. on the other hand, oh, definitely yeah. knew where Bedford yeah. was. It's where Vans are from, innit? Yeah, if you like. Um, <laughs> so she put... I, I, I don't know. This isn't really relevant, but I'd, she put out a tweet um, a week or so back saying she'd been out with injury and she was looking for bookings uh, to fill a diary up kind of thing. And then, next thing I know, I saw a tweet from her that that said um, it was a screenshot of a conversation, but she'd bl- she'd scribble the name out so you couldn't see who it was with, and it was basically somebody asking for a phone number, and she not she didn't want to give it, and um, she's the the tweet said something like um, if I don't feel comfortable giving my number out, I shouldn't have to something like that, which I agree with the sentiment, but I'll get onto something in a minute. Um, so that but then the guy. It, Instead of just saying, okay, that's fine, he was like, it's not negotiable. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm not like any other company. We, we run things professionally or something like that. Very and, professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is my first point here, right? And, and I stood by this for about a second until I read the rest of his messages. If he's running a legit business and he needs a contact number, that's a totally fine uh, yeah. thing to ask for. And if she said no... He should his response, and if he desperate, if he actually needed it, because I don't know the ins and outs of it, but if you actually need it, his response should have been, "Okay, that's fine. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to book you because I I need a contact number for you. I hope we can work again in the future." But, that should have been the end of it, regardless of whether you or anybody thinks she should have given him his number or shouldn't have. I, I I'm not even going to go on that, right, Fred? I'm going to go more on the fact that if you need an emergency contact, what good's what, the phone number of what, the person you're trying to yeah, book? But, if he needs a contact to tell him the show's cancelled, um, then, then that's which not, at the moment I think yeah. he, may, he could do with a few yeah. of them. Really. Yeah. That part isn't a legal requirement. He was making it sound like it was for like emergency reasons, which well, you'd need an ex of kin well, number for well, that, surely. Well, no. In, in my business, we, we require an ex of kin number, and we also require a number for the person in case we need to contact them uh, when they're not in work. So if he, he might need to contact for any reason, work related, obviously. Mm. So I understand why he would request a number. The second she said no, his response should have been what I said about, well, sorry, we can't book you uh, because we need it for X, Y, Z reason. Um, hope to work to, with you again in the future. And that should have been the end of it. But him going, well, we we run things professionally. It's not negotiable. I thought, mm. I thought like, well, what's, what's going off here? And then it all escalated from there, didn't it? Yeah, especially if it's a promoter that you've not worked for before. I can understand why they'd be a bit cautious about giving... a personal phone number out especially when we're in the days now where like literally anyone who i've got on my facebook i could call right now because the app's set up to do that like yeah phone numbers aren't important as yeah much but, for the, but the... only if you're facebook friends with them yeah yeah but like I, I i understand why you wanted the number originally it's just that as soon as she said no after that he, he just he just decided he didn't want to run a business anymore like (laughs) yeah you were a crazy man so uh so uh, i'll tell you who i first saw who outed who it were it were um chris brooks (laughs) yeah because a few people posted i've heard about who this person is who who is who is the the new uh, godfather of british wrestling i feel it's chris brooks though isn't it well it's because quite a few people are posting stuff because another soul soul wrestling yeah soul wrestling posts about because chikara was the other one who had the same incident with him yeah and Soul Wrestling said, you know, this stuff isn't acceptable, blah, blah, blah. But didn't out the person and saying, like, this sort of stuff should be policed and make sure it didn't happen. Yeah. And Chris Brooks went, 
well, we should name him then. It's him. Yeah, it's broken <laughs> broke broke wrestling. Ring. Like, just instantly went, yeah, it's him. Like, what are you going to do? I'm the godfather of British wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you want Schadenfreude? They come through me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back onto that in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so are we are we talked about one some of the things the promoter then. No, went on let's to get onto that. Yeah, so yeah, because a few people called him like this. Because you know what, but this would be a time. Can we just say this would be the good time, right, for the promoter maybe scale back, you know, you know, ease off a little. Two things you could do there, really, isn't it? Do that or. Double down. <laughs> oh, oh, and he, he doubled down again and again. He quadrupled <laughs> down. When you read his tweet, can you make sure you read the full tweet? Because because <laughs> I fully appreciate that as, much, as much as he's a dick, let's make that clear. The end bit of the tweet, every tweet is is, is mental. <laughs> right. I um I, I don't know if I've still got the, 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 the tweets. We've not got so the same on the conversation. The, fir- the first offensive yeah, thing Yeah, they're in the said, conversation, yeah. The first offensive thing he said was to Clint Margera. Because Clint Margera called him out on it on Twitter as well and started tagging him saying, I think you're really unprofessional and everything. And he responded with something along the lines of, oh my God, that made me so sad I got cancer. Yes, that was a, that was a particular beginning um, of it, yeah. Yeah, which irked a few people. and yeah. uh, But then there was... So a few people called him out saying, that's not a thing to be messing around. Like, that's not a really appropriate response. And then there was a Twitter user... Right. Yeah, yeah, so I've, I've got the tweet. I've got the tweet. So, I don't condone what he said. I want to put that out there because when I read it out, I might laugh. But I'm laughing for the idiocy and stupidity of what he said. So, she, the, the Twitter user, I'm not going to name her because, I don't know, she might not want to be named or whatever. But she, she put, oh, look, I deserved, I deserve my abusive relationships now. They're fucking scumbags in wrestling already. We didn't order this extra sack of shit. It, what, his um, original tweet's quoted in that, isn't it? Where yes. Yeah. So, he put, you may have deserved it. However, your friends deserve a night of wrestling action call and then the number or book online at Harrogate. Th- Absolutely. <laughs> right. Beyond which is absurd. Mental. Right. Which is, yeah, which is mental. And then his reply was, I said May. Oh, so it's all right then. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it, mate. You didn't say she did so deserve it. That one it. was just right. unbelievable. That's the one that I said yeah. you guys are going, look at this crazy man. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know if I still follow the person in question. I I, I did see. I've seen a tweet before and stuff. And so, like, he's replying to somebody else saying, "Well, you didn't find it funny." The person then puts, "Obviously not." Or do you think I drugged a woman? Jokes are funny, and he put, "Depends on the drug." Yeah. Uh. <sighs> that's a real thing. So, uh, a few of the comments irked another person who uh, decided to take action. <laughs> Oh, yeah, did, did they phone the theatre or something? So, yeah, Spike Trevay, yeah. who uh, posted a video saying, I don't normally get involved, but a few of his comments have uh, been bad towards people within my friendship circle and people who I'm close to. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. Uh, so I rang the venue to let them know about what was happening on the tweets. Uh, they said, uh, we're just a ticket agent, but we are appalled by this. And they've released a statement and asked him to retweet it. And then he went back into character at the end of the video saying, yeah, by the way, I still hate you all. Because, you know, yeah, kayfabe right. aside, Spike Gervais is actually a really good guy by all accounts. Yeah, I, and, mean, I mean, I don't have an issue with him doing this on Twitter. I have an issue with him uh, being on a social justice crusade, crusade in the middle of a match when he's playing a heel. But on Twitter, fine, whatever. It, it was after a match when he did that. And, I mean, he was still performing. But I, like. I, and I think it's 
not uh, to get back on that argument. Let's but... not get back. Yeah, on that. yeah it's explicitly not. Yeah. So that's where I'm here, and that's why sometimes I'm glad that I'm here. It's not just the two of you. Um, so yeah, he got involved and called it out. And there's been a few of us as well who have been quite strong against this guy, but he's still insisting that he's running a show despite the fact that. The majority of the a, talent, a lot of talent yeah, put all, out on there. all contacted each other and decided, yeah, we shouldn't really be working for this bloke. That and Sugar, all... Sugar Dunkerton were meant to be... Sugar Dunkerton was, yeah. and he, he was actually promoting it as, as as recently as a few hours before this all kicked off. So he had every intention of fulfilling it, and then this guy's behaviour basically meant that he went, I'm not working for you. Yeah, no so chance. all the wrestlers got together and posted the same statement saying, like, we're not going to be involved with this company in the slightest. Um. One of the big things as well is like um, Amir Jordan is in WWE, yeah, and is from the area. Even like he was quick to go like, nope, <laughs> like it's amazing. Like he's lost all his talent, and he keeps saying now the show's still going ahead, and I've got all new talent. I'm gonna announce it tonight. He said that two days ago. I don't think he's announced any new. Well, talent Well, he kept yet. saying I want to post a full conversation, and then he never did because no. like what he did. Pro- he did post part. Of the- he did actually post a full conversation at one point. I've obviously now deleted. Okay. I should screenshot a lot of it. None of it helps. Uh, everything <laughs> is posted from his side. Literally goes, this is everything from my side. It makes him look worse. Every single best. Because then she says, um, all right, okay, look, I don't want to give you my number. Um, I don't see why I should have to. Um, if you wanted an next of kin, you would have asked for somebody else's number. I think it's best we just leave the booking. And he goes, no, I want you to fulfill your booking. You've promised a booking for me. Fulfill this booking. Mental, mental yeah, mad. absolutely mad. Um, but uh, I mean, there's there's a new one here, which I, I think we have to we have to add the, we have to end on this particular note for this particular topic because uh, he did um, he did finally post an apology four hours ago, following a series of social media interactions in the week running up to our event on Saturday. We wish to apologise unreservedly for any offence caused by our comments, comments made publicly, which we now realise were inappropriate, which we now wish to apologise for. Our commitment remains to stage a family event on Saturday while raising money for a good cause. Yeah, the yeah, show... so, yeah, this was the big part of it, yeah. It was a family show for a charity. Like, he was supposed to be raising money for a school. Yeah, right. And, and they... I, I don't want to say that people can't apologise for things, right? Whatever. If you, I just don't believe it to be genuine. Not me neither. No. Especially yeah. since I know who it is. Like, okay. people <laughs> put it on... <laughs> Can we can we mention the fact? Can we uh, I don't care is? if you name who it is. It's right. just that I don't yeah, really yeah. know the person. So right, well, basically, like, multiple people have said. I don't know if it is this person. I don't know, but multiple have said it's this guy called Tommy Johnson, who I think I'm not 100 percent certain because I wouldn't really recognise him. Is Tony Spitfire? Off of he was in 3CW years ago. Yeah, he okay. used to wrestle years ago for All yeah. Star a lot as well. Ah, and he was pretty horrible. Yeah. He, I I don't remember the exact thing. I know he got kicked out of a DPW show, but I don't remember it. But a few people said, "Can you not remember him getting kicked out of that DPW show for abusing legs?" Sounds about right. Um, and then there was another reason why was, I thought he was awful. Yeah, there was a there was a leaked texts thing or something to do with Sanjay Bagger. Um, and did he not pay me enough sandwiches? Because <laughs> if you no, want classic Brit rest, you know, Sanjay this, Bagger once paid his roster side, sandwiches. Tony, Tony Spitfire that was in the wrong. Oh. Um, yeah, there's it's just generally noted as not quite not. I mean, funnily enough, that that comes across in his Twitter. Would you like to know how this story ends? So it's not. Does it end with the apology? Uh, technically, it would. Okay. And chronologically, it does because okay. the apology was at quarter past five. Um, quarter past five today. Uh, but yesterday at three o'clock, 
Jade tweeted again about it. Sorry, everyone. That wasn't it as he pro proclaimed. There was one last message from him asking to talk this through and to call his number to do so. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Just call me on my number. Here's my number. You phone me. Yep. <sighs> that was the end of it. Did she tweet out his number? She did not. Oh, because we no. could have done a live old school yeah. pre-Rogue Rumble podcast. Rogue Rumble podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she... Could have phoned him and asked him if it were negotiable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, is, she is better than him, which isn't hard. Yeah. Uh, there we go. So that was a bit more. But what a way to tank your company. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying he had like a, like a massive. It's the second sort of show. Thing. Yeah. So it's not like it's a big company or whatever. But what a way to tank it. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go down, he's clearly gone down in a you know, blazing ball of fury, hasn't he? <laughs> Definitely. So uh, if you've got nothing to do in Bradford on Saturday night, then I suggest that you don't go to that show. Instead. You donate the money you would have spent to High Park School in Bradford, which is what the money was supposed to be raised for. It's an all 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 age range specialist school for pupils with communication interaction difficulties. Yep. Uh, donate some money towards them. And publicly say, I'm donating this money because brokering wrestling are utter cunts. <laughs> Maybe don't say that. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you donate it to a school. Right? Yeah, please, yeah. Yeah, you won't catch us why you, swearing that why, bad involving why kids. Why don't you donate it and say we donate it on behalf of rawgrumble.co.uk? Yeah, do that. Yeah. And also go to our Just Giving page yeah, and do that. donate yeah. some money to some other kids. Yeah, just donate all your money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think of it as like a tithe. Well, some of it might, some of it might, you might want, might want to hang on to because we do have some positive Britrest news. Oh, really? I know, I'm sorry, but... Like we are like a vintage Brit Rest show. Yeah, I know, but like we have one. You you know how when shows get cancelled, yeah, they stay cancelled and the company goes under, and then they get resurrected. Yeah, well, breed breed have messed it up, haven't they? <laughs> done it wrong, lads. So yeah, you, you've done Brit. Stop getting Brit Rest wrong. I I was at Breed this weekend. I went down on Saturday. Um, they did a pay what you want show to start off the day, uh, which is a great idea. It was a thing of them saying like. Yeah, we know people disappointed about the cave, it getting postponed. So we'll put on a show, just pay what you feel like. You can come in for free if you want, just whatever you want to pay. And it looked like most people were giving notes over Could it. you have got in for free? Like, because I went to... You'd have felt like a dick about it. Well, I went it, to but... Science Museum in London and there were suggested donations, but you had to go, go up to a desk to get in. Yeah. So my... Football museums well, like that, yeah. Well, my, my uh, now... Uh, long-term lodger but at the time she was just my lodger um went to the science museum up to the desk and but as we were walking up to the desk she was like well how much are we going to donate and i went nothing because it's a suggested donation so i walked <laughs> up and went two please she went oh uh we, we suggest a donation of uh 10 10 pound okay two please <laughs> and uh, i got two free yeah, tickets that's because you have no shame you're horrible it's a suggested but... donation and what science ever proven? <laughs> <laughs> science is a bitch sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the breed shows were unlike anything I've been to in a long time. And in the gift shop, sorry, <laughs> they had Star Wars figures, which I had them all, but that's not science. It's <laughs> half sci science. That's science fiction. Yeah, it's half science. It's not even proper science. You can't spell <laughs> science fiction without science, mate. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's the science sci-fi or sci-fi. Yeah. as it's called on TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the atmosphere at the Breed Show was amazing and it kind of shows what 
the things that Breed have talked about doing about building the community. Uh, like build, build a scene. Yeah, build. building a scene in Sheffield. Hashtag build this scene. That show definitely felt like it. Like the crowd were crazy the entire way through. Um, the responses for some of the matches were unbelievable. The response for the main event. So the tournament. Um, at the beginning of the show, it was G Money ver the main show. It was G Money versus Big Joe, and Big Joe has been a massive heel in breed this entire time. And at the end of the match, G Money got on the microphone and was very open about everything that had happened to Breed. They've put the promo on Twitter. Have they put it up? Yeah. It's a great promo. Like, the crowd went absolutely mental for it. G Money, just like, no character to it, just went off on one and just rallied the troops kind of thing. And Big Joe got involved in it as well. And afterwards, Mitch got in the ring and said, this match wasn't for the Breeding Ground Invitational, but... We're going to add you to the five way, add you to the final match to make it a five way, so you've got a chance to wrestle in the main event of the cave. Uh, when that main event happened and Big Joe won, I've never seen a response like that for a thing. Like even going back to like one of the biggest responses I ever saw was at the Granby when Project Lucha beat Damnation for the one PW tag titles. Were you at this show? I actually wasn't because I got a message saying this has happened. I was like, yeah, yeah all right. The one show that I've not turned up at, and this happened, did it? And then someone sent me a video. I was like, oh. Well, it it was like six months into the Damnation storyline, and they hadn't been beat at all. Like, they were an unstoppable monster. And this was like, it was this amazing moment where the fans went crazy. People were doing conga lines around the ring and jumping up and down, like, grabbing each other and, like, being really happy. It was amazing. And that came after, like, the second half of that show was unbelievable. Like, um, I know one of the matches available online, uh, Daniel McAvey versus Carlos Romo. Uh, it was so good. Like, that that was my type of wrestling. I know you've got different opinions on this match. I thought it was fantastic. I've watched the match as well. I don't know if you had to be there to big it up as much as people are bigging it up. Because, I don't know, there was something about him... They just weren't right. <laughs> His T-shirt, I don't know, and... Vancouver Whitecap shirt. It, it looks like you were pretending to fight, in my opinion. No, it, to be I don't fair, know if it doesn't come across well fair, on camera. Right, um, he does clearly really, really like Brian Danielson from a decade ago. Yeah. Because it did look like he was playing as Brian Danielson on some kind of Ring of Honor video game from a decade ago. I absolutely love this match. I Why? Fantastic. Right, do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to do it. Come on. Okay, right. And I think this just match, my type of wrestling. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, right? And I don't want to slag anyone off because um, I was excited to see this. I think you were interested in seeing this as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I watched the match, so yeah. And I sat through the whole thing. I didn't sit through and go, God, this is rubbish. There was no point at which I sat and thought, no, this is, this is bad, right? Obviously, it wasn't bad. I just feel I got I feel a little duped to be completely honest because I was expected to go into this thinking Daniel Maccabee is this huge technical wizard whatever else like that now I know it's not fair to compare anyone to sort of Zack Sabre Jr but that's what I thought I thought this is going to be the underground Zack Sabre Jr that no one's found and what I got was a you know slightly out of shape Canadian guy with a reasonable technical skill that did a lot of Brian Danielson's moves from a decade ago. And the match was, I think, fine. 
but it's been online as if it was the greatest thing ever. And I think a lot of that probably is because of everything that happened to Breed last week and people were just glad to see it. So great, genuinely, I'm really pleased for them and I'm really pleased for Mitch and everybody else. The fact that the match had that sort of reaction, the fact that the companies had that sort of positivity around them, absolutely fab, I love it. I just think a few people are getting a little bit carried away with the match. Do you think it's because so many people were so positive about it? I think it's, it's your expectation was too high going I, I into it. I think basically you got it got treated for me like it was some kind of match of the year contender when actually probably what it was was a really nice treat and an interesting sort of spectacle on a show that represented something else entirely. So I haven't watched the match back on YouTube, but having been there live, I genuinely think it's one of the best matches in Breed of the year. Um, which, considering their last show had a match that I put on that list as well, um, is a big deal. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I I have watched a lot of Daniel McAbee's stuff recently, and I really, really like his style and character. And a lot of it is mid-2000s Brian Danielson. Like, there is definitely that influence there. But I do really like his style, and I'm I'm wearing a Daniel McAbee shirt right now. As for Chelsea <laughs> to add shirt. to it, yeah, it's it's a Chelsea style design. Wearing a Chelsea shirt. I couldn't wear a Bayern one though. Wearing a Chelsea shirt. Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Yeah, Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Um, yeah, I absolutely I love the match live. Uh, I need to watch it back on YouTube properly. Um, one of the things I will say about it though is all the talk of that match is overshadowing another match that was really fantastic, which was Luke Jacobs, who's a future shot guy, part of the Young Guns. I think, uh, Graham, you saw him on the Walkabout show. Um, is he not the one that's feuding with... Um, no, that's JJ Barker. He, he did have a match with um, Joe Nelson for the Breed title, for the Breed new, Leaders and New Breed title last He month. has, yeah, but who um, was he facing on the... JJ Barker. Oh, Luke Jacobs didn't have a match previously, but now he's against uh, Dan Maloney. So I wouldn't have seen him on the walkabout. Oh, no, either. walkabout. He was against Damien Moser, I think. Okay. It, it was the hybrid thing. That's yeah. why, because I wasn't a hybrid. Um, no, it was the match to like, hype up hybrid coming up. They did a, a okay, hybrid right. showcase oh, yeah, match. Oh, yeah, I do remember that match, yeah. Uh, but him versus Jay Joshua was absolutely fantastic as well. Like They were two absolutely brilliant like of that style matches like really technical and ridiculously hard hitting and also very enjoyable and there was so much good stuff on that show and the crowd definitely did help as well like the crowd reactions to most stuff on that show was absolutely fantastic just something for the room and i i realized listeners this is frustrating but i need to just share this with the room uh that comment about the title's not gonna age well um uh if this person listens yeah <laughs> <laughs> great sorry <laughs> um so yeah it was absolutely fantastic and it was a really good show of solidarity considering the issues that breed have faced over the last few weeks with the uh cave getting postponed we, yeah but, this is what i wanted to talk about because like i said unfortunately ruining our classic brit rest special <laughs> uh they've only got an actually managed to rearrange a show that got cancelled with minimal losses to the show as well minimal like, losses to the th show th so. there's one or two big ones but yep. ultimately it's pretty so essentially star cave is still happening and it's happening on october the 12th with refunds there are tickets available now also from readwrestling.co.uk and they are putting the coaches back on sale as well incidentally that weekend is also when progress are running in manchester on the sunday so 
if you wanted to do a northern weekender really it seems like a Pretty really good. ideal because they're actually planning to run buses from and to manchester yeah so that seems to run uh, actually arguably better in that sense so there's some shuffles of the card aussie opener off it um daniel Maccabay obviously will not be there and um chris brook will be there uh session moth session moth and gene money is has been postponed further <laughs> which i mean which actually it, works. It works yeah. into the gimmick, so fine. Um, concession Moss in Japan. But that is uh, just really good news because last time we were on the air, uh, the show got cancelled midway through. Yeah. Or we thought cancelled completely midway through the show. So to be able to come straight back on and say within you know a couple of weeks, actually, not only is it back on, it's been rearranged, and I can tell you what date it is and there's ticket available. So that's really so good news. They've really announced a few that. additional matches for it. Um, so they've announced Anti-Fun Police are back in Breed, uh, taking on Club Tropicana Love in it. a rematch from March. Good. Um, that was on the City Hall show, that wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the City Hall show. Uh, they've also announced Luke Jacobs versus Dan Maloney, which should be absolutely fantastic, because Dan Maloney's on the former his career, and Luke Jacobs is so good for someone so young. He's very much in the Chris Ridgeway like, vibe of, you know, young, good-looking lad who'll beat crap out of you. Is Ridgeway in Japan? Yeah. Okay. He's in Noah still. Is Joe is scheduled to come back? He's back for like a week, and then he's back in Noah again. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's back at the end of September for a few days, and then he's back over there again. Uh, they seem to really love him over there. Why not? Sexy kicky man. Um, and they've just teased that... Uh, after losing to Daniel Maccabee, Carlos Romo asked for one more technical wrestler to prove that he can be considered one of the best technical wrestlers around. Well, someone saw the promo as requested a one and what you won on one at Star Cave. Let's talk. But they've not yet announced his opponent. So um you're getting some good stuff. We we're gonna have Chris Brooks with two other partners versus Modern Hype still, which will still be fantastic because like Modern Hype are unbelievably good and Chris Brooks is such a creative genius that as great as Aussie Open would be in that thing, because the familiarity and how good Aussie Open are, Chris Brooks could still put something really great together. Who else is in Schadenfreude? Lucky Kid? Oh, you lucky kid. Oh, no, no. Oh, I just had tingles. Aww. If Mitch has done that to me, I'm going to... Uh, the no, other two the other two members kid. of Schadenfreude who aren't Aussie Open uh-huh. are Lucky Kid. And Timothy Thatcher. I mean, I'm not. I, I was just a guess, like, because they originally booked Schadenfreude, didn't he? So if he's lost Aussie Open, it... I, th- I please book Timothy Thatcher. I think <laughs> it's. I think it's going to be a different tag team. I think there'll be another tag yeah. team. Yeah. Well, who, who them? T- who's that tag team that paint the face? Young lads that paint and the I face. Could be them. And their heels. I don't know. So they were heels against Modern Hype. Yeah. Only because Modern Hype started making fun of uh, Ocean Dale. Uh, Ocean Dale, is it? Uh, one of the members has got a very Irish name and they just started making fun of him saying he wasn't really Irish despite his name <laughs> but yeah oh, Mitch please book Timmy for Thatcher please book Timmy for Thatcher so yeah uh, October 12th tickets are back on sale and uh, if you need transport from Manchester or from Sheffield uh, coaches are on sale as well or Daryl will give you a lift I don't know if I can make that date to be honest so uh... <laughs> right have we got it have we got any more sleaze, any more Brit rests? No, we're just no, going to... No, but we'll, all we'll say is somebody's been back in Doncaster this week. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've 
already heard me say it earlier on in the show that's the end of the <laughs> Roll Grumble for this week don't forget to go to rollgrumble.co.uk to get our latest episodes every single week you can find us on facebook.com slash rollgrumble you can get in touch with us at twitter.com slash rollgrumblepod uh, see what Daryl retweets often it's quite a lottery and uh, <laughs> we're, we're the same on uh, Instagram as well if you want to catch us on there that is it say goodbye Daryl goodbye Daryl say goodbye Dan goodbye goodbye everybody it's my birthday on Monday you fucks slander the dead.